Hi, and welcome to the Soul Rising Podcast. I'm Dana. During your time here, you will step into your soul through enlightened conversations, meditations, and stories about healing. I started my own journey on this path long ago by earning a master's degree in counseling, becoming certified in regression and Reiki, and doing countless hours of work to raise my own vibration. It is my hope that you will see yourself reflected in me and in my guests and find self-awareness or a healing method that will propel you further on your own path. It's my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves. We are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Join me every Tuesday to feel more in touch with the beautiful soul that you are. Hi, I am coming to you from my master bedroom closet. (laughs) I'm sitting on the floor. My kids have gone to bed and this is the time that I have to record this new episode. (laughs) It's so funny when you have a dream like this and it's something that you want to create and you just have to squeeze it into the margin of your life. It's not like I have a dedicated time to podcasting necessarily. Um, my oldest is in school all day, which is very helpful, but I still have a three-year-old who goes to preschool, but you know, sometimes life comes up and I also work part-time as a grief counselor. So not all of that preschool time can totally be dedicated to the podcast. So anyway, all that said, it's 930 at night and I just realized I'm closing in on the deadline for needing a podcast done this week. And so here I am coming to you live from my closet floor. (laughs) This is how um, grand it is to have a podcast. Today's episode is going to focus on having a word of the year for 2020. And I know that we're already a little over halfway through January. And so you might be thinking, you should have talked about this back in December. (laughs) But I just never think it's too late to set intentions or to be authentic in thinking about how we want to live our lives. So this is coming to you Um, at a time when I feel like I'm really jumping into the word that I chose. But I really want to back up and acknowledge that I have changed my podcast's name. (laughs) So if you missed the little mini bonus episode I put out last week, I just explained that I had an intuitive hit to change my podcast and to switch the word Athena to the word soul. And um, there's a couple different reasons for this. You know, one is that I just feel like um, the word or the name, the Soul Rising podcast is really more reflective of what I'm talking about. Um, It's not like I'm talking about goddesses in my podcast. And um, also, I had a lot of people who don't know me think that my name is Athena, which is a very valid assumption when you see that it's called the Athena Rising Podcast. You probably assume I'm talking about myself, but that's not the case. My name is Dana. So those were two kind of practical reasons. Um, But I just really believe that things happen for a reason. And I also explained in the mini bonus episode that my main spirit guide 
is the goddess Athena, and I was honoring her with that name and honoring the wisdom that I download and the topics that I want to talk about, I believe, come from my spiritual guidance center, and I believe she's at the center of that for me. So that was my nod to her and my desire to be authentic in who I am and about my spiritual journey. But it's just time to level up. It's time to change. It's time to expand. It's time to make my name or the podcast name more clear. And so we are now the Soul Rising podcast. And I am extremely excited about this. And I just hope that as you listen to each episode, you would feel more connected to your higher self, that you would learn something new about yourself each and every episode, and that you would complete activities and meditations that would bring you closer to that eternal soul that lives within you every single time we have an episode. That's my goal. Okay, moving on to the topic of today's episode. I first just want to talk about New Year's. I have always hated this holiday, um, but even when I was younger, um, in my 20s or my teens, and this was like a big partying night and all my friends were going out, I'm the kind of person that would just rather stay at home. I'd rather be in bed by 10 p.m. or even earlier, if I'm being honest. I was never a super huge partier. I had my fun in college, don't get me wrong, but I've always been a homebody. And so, you know, a holiday that is all about just staying up late and celebrating all through the night never really (laughs) vibed with me and who I was. So just the core of what the holiday is was never really my favorite thing. Eventually, though, the holiday kind of took... um a harder meaning for me. I don't know what other word to use to describe it, but we found out that my grandmother passed away on New Year's Day on January 1st, 2006. And I was extremely close to my grandmother. And so that also kind of marked this holiday for me as not one of my favorites. But, you know, there's been a lot of time since 2006, and I've done a lot of grief healing since then. And I finally feel like I'm in a place where I'm actually starting to like New Year's a little bit more. Um, I, I don't know if it's just that I'm kind of on this journey to love myself, but I'm, I'm liking it better than I used to. The other thing is January always kind of made me feel like a failure. You know, we do these resolutions and we vow to be different people. And then eventually we don't really meet those expectations. Life happens. We're never going to be 100% perfect at the goals that we set out for ourselves. And I am the kind of person who has a hard time giving myself grace. This is something I have really been working on the last couple of years is to be more kind to myself, to be more accepting when life happens. And maybe you don't get in that meditation today, or you have to skip that workout this afternoon because you are sick or whatever it is. I would really not cut myself much slack. And so January and New Year's resolutions always just made me feel bad about myself. But I'm finally moving past this. And this year I have decided to take on 
the word of the year concept. If you haven't heard of this, it's just the idea that you take a word or a phrase and you adopt it as kind of a mantra for the entire year. So it's usually something kind of broad or descriptive that helps you to zone in on the resonance of that word, the vibration of the word, and kind of bring that to life in your actions and in your motivations and your intentions throughout the entire year. I have never jumped on board with it before because to me it sort of felt like a similar New Year's resolution or just another version of a New Year's resolution and I never really liked that. (laughs) I didn't I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to set myself up to fail. I don't want to pick a word and then not follow through with it. But for some reason, 2020 has felt different to me. It feels like a a year of balance. um, And it just feels like a good time for me to have a focus on a singular word that will help me to focus my vibration and to make it my own. So here I am doing things I said I would never do. (laughs) And I honestly, I've kind of been that way ever since I became a mother. If you are a parent yourself, you'll understand this, that there were so many things I said I would never do when I became a parent until I became one. And I have eaten all of those words and then some. (laughs) I've done every single thing I said I would not do as a parent. And so here I am, saying I would never do a New Year's resolution or a word of the year, and here I am doing it. So I just point all this out to show you that you can change. You can change your mind about something. You can try something out and, and just see what you think. And it's okay. It's, it's amazing for us to evolve. I'm changing this podcast name. I'm trying new things out. We have to evolve if we want to become new and better people. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, I'm here to try new things and I want you to try new things with me. So if you have never thought about the concept of having a word of the year, today's episode is going to help you to go through that process. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my word, what it is, and why I have chosen it, and then we are going to do a journaling meditation together to help you discover yours and to get clear on it. Okay, so my word of the year is content. I love this word so much that I even had it stamped into a silver bar necklace, and I've been wearing that for most days so far in January. And it's just a nice little simple reminder. I will post a photo of that um, necklace on social media if you're interested in seeing what it looks like. But I just found it on Etsy. I found someone who would customize a silver bar necklace and I had her stamp the word content onto it. So I looked up the word content in the dictionary and its actual definition is satisfaction with what one is or has, not wanting more or anything else. I love this word so much. I love the definition. I love the idea of being content and satisfied and feeling so fulfilled. 
And my goal for this year is to feel that way at the end of every single day. No matter what came to pass, no matter what I got done or didn't get done, no matter how things went awry or went perfectly according to plan, I want to lay down in my bed at the end of the day and think, you did a great job. You did the best that you could. And I feel so content and satisfied and fulfilled about everything that you did today. That's my goal. And this word is so important to me because it's a major goal of mine to be happy with where I am. My husband and I moved five times within our first five years of marriage. We've been married almost 10 years now, and uh, we've been in the same place for the last almost five years, four and a half. And it feels weird to be in the same house this long, to be honest with you. I am someone who loves change, but change that I can control. Uh, I love to create change in my life, and I only really love it when I'm at the center of it, when I'm making it happen. And it's really a challenge for me to be at peace with where I am. And to say, nope, I'm not going to be searching for the next best thing. I'm not going to be wondering what's next. I'm not going to try to push too hard for this next step. I'm just going to take in what's around me and love and accept it. So it's about my outer circumstances, but it's also about my inner circumstances. I have always been extremely hard on myself critical of myself. I have really beaten myself up with my thoughts. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, so I won't go too much into that. But just know if you are similar to me and, you know, you look at your to-do list that you created that morning and you got almost none of it done, I want you to know that you didn't do nothing that day. We are so pulled in so many different directions. We have so many places to put our energy. And we also have these things called telephones and technology and computers that just suck up our attention and our time. And, you know, if you only took just a minute every day to appreciate yourself and to be grateful for whatever you got done that day or didn't get done, or just the fact that you're breathing and you're on this earth, then you have accomplished something, my friend. And that is enough. So just being content with our enoughness is so important to me. I just feel that we are so pushed and pulled in so many directions. And it's time to come back to our center and to just be content with how things are, not pushing too hard, allowing ourselves to just flow with life, letting it take us where it may and controlling how we react to things. That's all we can really do. So this word is really hitting me at the core of who I want to be. I want to be a person who is content with themselves. I want to be a person who makes the things that are a priority in my life the top of my to-do list, not just a dream. 
not just saying, I want to spend time with my kids or I want to work on my podcast or whatever, but actually doing them and feeling content about that. This goes so much deeper than just my thinking. This is actually built in to my astrology chart. I have interviewed a couple different astrologers in the past, but I've also been doing a lot of studying my chart by myself. And I really hope I'm not about to butcher this. If you're an astrologer listening, (laughs) you can feel free to correct me if I get this wrong. But we have these points on our chart called the North and the South Node. And this is basically where kind of the magnetic top of the Earth and the magnetic bottom of the Earth are at the time of our birth. So the astrological sign that those two spots are in. And they're always going to be opposite signs on the zodiac wheel because it's the top and the bottom of the earth. So two different opposite sides of the wheel. If you think of a circle going around the earth divided into 12 sections, you can sort of picture that. So on mine, um, my south node is in Sagittarius and my north node is in Gemini. And when you look at the south node, you're really looking at the things that you're coming into this life having mastered already. If you believe in reincarnation, then these are things that you dealt with in past lives. This is karma that you have overcome and you have mastered. And the north node represents where you want to go in this life, what you're working toward. It's really your purpose and your destiny. So if you're curious what you're here to do, you can find that out on your birth chart by looking up your north node and just whatever sign that's in, the high vibrational sides of that sign are what you want to strive toward. So for me, Sagittarius is really the traveler of the zodiac, um, the teacher, the student, the learner, the um, information spreader. And this is something that I've mastered. I have mastered traveling the world, learning about different cultures, collecting information, and looking at it on a very broad scale. That is Sagittarius. And what I need to work toward is still collecting that information and learning and being the teacher and the student, but doing it on a smaller scale and being comfortable looking at the details and staying where I'm at. It quite literally has said that in multiple books that I have read, is that you have to find comfort and find the information and the wisdom within yourself where you are and making peace with that. And so this goes right along with my word of the year, with being content and at peace with my physical surroundings and with myself and that means loving myself more and it means being at peace with doing things from where I'm at and my podcast fits perfectly into that. I can do this podcast from my home, from within my heart and all of that can be very authentic. So this is a pretty deep meaning for me with this word and I think you can see why I chose it. So something I want to offer to you is the chance to think about a word for yourself 
And so we're going to do a journaling meditation to help you find your own word. This won't be your usual meditation. I'm not going to ask you to close your eyes. You'll have your eyes open and you'll have a journal and a pen in your hand. And I will play the same kind of soothing background meditation music that I always use. But I will give you prompts and I want you to use the time to write down whatever the first thing is that comes to your mind. It's so important that you do not judge or second guess what comes to you. Just write it down. You can go back at the end and you can evaluate and edit later, but this is an opportunity for you to sit with your soul and to allow it to shine through and help you to gain clarity around what you want out of 2020. So go ahead and grab your journal, grab your pen, make sure you have some nice lighting, maybe take a moment to light a candle, and go ahead and get into your chair, and just for a moment, let's take a few deep breaths, just close your eyes, and allow yourself to take in three deep, life-giving breaths on your own pace. First, I want you to think about how you want to feel in 2020. And when you think about how you want to feel, what words come to mind? List as many as you like, or as little as you like.
Number your page one through five. What are your top five priorities in life? In other words, how do you most want to spend your time? Thinking about how you want to feel in 2020 and how you want to spend your time, take a moment to close your eyes and visualize your perfect day. Once you've done that, write down what would happen, who would you see, how would you nourish yourself.
Now that you've witnessed your perfect day, you've written it out, go back to the list that you made first. Those words that came to your mind when you thought about how you wanted to feel in 2020. Which of the three words best represent how you want to feel and spend your time? Circle those three words now. You will come into more clarity around your word for 2020 as you settle in with these words over the next few days. There is no rush. You do not need to force this, but use your intuition and try not to overthink. Use this word that you choose to fuel your choices, to remind you of who you are, and to further align with your soul within. I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at thesoulrisingpodcast.com or at the underscore soul rising podcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet for the music used in this episode. See you next time.